This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Intel launches new Xeon FPGA hybrid. And Google raises bar on natural language AI. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with Top500.org. I'm Addison Snell. That's Michael Feldman. Michael, This Week in HPC, we have another new launch from Intel building on their technology, their FPGA technology in the Altera acquisition. They have a new chip that's a hybrid Xeon scale available uh, plus FPGA. Right. They had something similar back in the Broadwell days where they had an integrated FPGA on the package, but this is the first time they had the Skylake uh, generation integration with an FPGA. And they sort of announced this uh, sort of at a smaller conference overseas at the Fujitsu Forum. And it's it's not a general purpose launch. It's just going to be in sort of a uh, limited uh, release for now but it is the first uh, instance on their on their latest cpu with an integrated fpga on that package right and those fpgas i mentioned the altera acquisition intel has branded them under the name aria a-r-r-i-a this is an intel aria 10 fpga and that's integrated with the the uh Xeon to be an Intel Xeon scalable processor 6138P. And they've said that this new hybrid processor is now available to select customers. They haven't said who that is, although we have talked previously on our podcast about a test system going to Paderborn University in Germany uh, that had this form factor. So we can presume that's a related project. Yeah. Well, we can't assume that. I mean, they, this is an eight—that was an eight-month-year-old uh, announcement back then. But I have a feeling they—they they described it exactly like this. And I have a feeling they weren't going to use the older Broadwell uh, FPGA platform. I have a feeling they were going to use this one. So that might be the early customer or one of the early customers for this. It, they described it with the the integrated FPGA on the uh, on the UPI uh, interconnect, just like this. Uh, I think they they actually specified the Area 10 itself. So this might be one of the the early use cases for this. And in that case, Paderborn was using it basically for computer science research on how to how to sort of develop a software ecosystem around this integrated CPU FPGA uh, type of platforms. But uh, Intel, I think, has much wider ambitions for this sort of thing. But they didn't really talk about it very much in the uh, in the announcement well in order for this to be a worthwhile package for intel we presume the market has to be of a specific size and in as much as they haven't named any of the uh, early customers i think we can make some presumptions about where this is going to make the most effect for it to be fpgas i tend to look for applications that are very scalable highly scalable applications as opposed to entry level and mid range applications and they tend not to be applications that are very floating point heavy you can do floating point with fpgas but in our data we have seen most of the deployment of fpgas in areas that are text or integer based and there are plenty of those in particular in hyperscale markets 
Um, search is a great example for something that could be optimized with an FPGA. I think you get into a lot of uh, uh, a lot of potential with uh, retail or analytics, recommendation engines, even uh, some of the content distribution applications. I think there's a lot of potential applications for FPGAs. So I would expect we see a lot of this in hyperscale and maybe potentially also in finance. Yeah, and and speaking of of the former, I think Microsoft would be a really good candidate for something like this. They're uh, heavily devoted to FPGAs in their Azure cloud to do all sorts of machine learning, um, training as well as inferencing, as well as network acceleration with FPGAs. Now they've done it with discrete, uh, in this case Intel FPGAs, but they could easily um, switch over to something like this and get better performance, better latency out of uh, some of the things they're doing over there. And they've got a very large deployment, probably the largest deployment of FPGAs in the world. So um, I don't know if they're considering this, but certainly they're, uh, they've, they know Intel's doing this and they're looking at this. So I wouldn't be surprised to see at least a pilot project over at Microsoft to, to use this platform to do uh, more of what they're doing over there in Azure. Yeah, I think that's a good bet. Um, we have seen Microsoft make investments in FPGAs with Azure. Um, there is a blog on the Intel IT peer network that gives some of the details about this new chip package. Um, it includes 160 gigabits per second of IO bandwidth per socket cache coherent interface. And this uses um, the, uh, it's compatible with the open virtual switch or OVS framework, which they claim is a 3.2x throughput improvement and half latency and twice as many virtual machines as compared to uh, without the FPGA acceleration. So that gives some hints as to what they're looking at here. I think the other really interesting thing in that blog is that they've announced Fujitsu as a lead partner and Fujitsu Forum is going on in Tokyo and that provides an event as a launch vehicle for this new chip. Yeah, I have a feeling Fujitsu right now is probably the only partner or else I would have thought they would have announced some. This is this is just something Intel's starting up now and they need to attract obviously more more OEMs and partners to this, but right now Fujitsu seems to be it. Um, but yeah, if this if this gets some traction, takes off, we'll we'll see the usual suspects starting to offer uh, systems with this this integrated uh, uh, socket type platform here. Yeah, Fujitsu is is of course an important HPC vendor as well. We've talked about them and their hyperscale plans. They 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 do a lot with their own Tofu interconnect. They've got some ARM plans in the future, but certainly they've got their uh, footprint in enough markets to make this uh, a potentially interesting partner. As far as yeah. HPC goes, they did have a uh, growth year along with the rest of the market in 2017, and we'll be releasing that as part of our market data uh, on the market pretty soon. Also, Michael, this week in HPC, this is maybe a little bit of a different story, although related to the hyperscale side as well. Google did a demonstration of natural language with their AI and Google Assistant that really winds up looking a little bit like a Turing test, as you point out in your article on top500.org. Right. This is something they actually demonstrated at the, uh, the 2018 Google I.O. conference during the keynote, actually. Um, 
and uh, I caught up with it after the fact, but it was very impressive, and I think it impressed a lot of the audience there at the time as well. And what they did is they've developed a technology called Google Duplex that is able to be rather conversational uh, with uh, a limited set of uh, subject matter. It's not a general purpose conversationalist, but it, it was able to do phone calls to a couple of different uh, types of customer support type, type uh, scenarios where it actually was able to negotiate uh, reservations. In one case, it was for a, a hair salon reservation, in the other case for a restaurant reservation. And it did it, I would say, perfectly. Um, it acted and sounded just like a human would do if they were making the same sort of uh, uh, reservation or appointment um, uh, and actually did it in some cases maybe even better than a human because some of those conversations were uh, on the human side were a little bit hard to understand or, or you know went a little bit off kilter and the software on the AI side was able to negotiate the whole thing and to carry out the exchange uh, successfully. Yeah, with a lot of patience is really what you're, what you notice in this. I did watch the video link that's tied to your article, and would recommend to our listeners to go check out this article on top500.org and follow that link to the video demonstration. Even if you only watch the two conversations in the first couple of minutes from the link, I I watched, and I, I have to admit it was cooler than I thought it was going to be. I I thought this was really very well done, and as you point out. Um, not every human would have had the patience to hang through the conversations as they rolled out, and they did so very convincingly. Now, this is a, a limited end value. We're looking at, at two possible conversations uh, out of all of them. But uh, you know, when I think to the frustrations that I have when I call a company and it answers with a voice that says, hey, what can I help you with? And all I want to say to it is representative, representative. Give me, what's, the, what's the fastest thing I can do to get me to a human so I don't have to try to explain to your robot that it's not going to know what I'm talking about? Uh, if this gets us a step closer to um, something that can actually have a conversation with me and be able to follow it and be useful, uh, then then great. Right. Yeah, and uh, like I said, it's the, the demonstration was very impressive. Now, they use some caveats here. I guess uh, for the individual conversations, they have to use different models. In other words, the the model that was used for the the restaurant reservation is, is a different model than used for the hair salon appointment. Um, but that's okay. That's just a matter of sort of duplicating these things and, and getting enough so you have uh, you can cover all bases. But the idea here is, is they had to develop the models uh, in a very sort of in-depth uh, and subject matter covering way so that it wasn't a general purpose AI conversationalist. It was very specific to different domains. Um, but then they have to just reproduce that across many domains. So this is a lot of work, and uh, I sort of got the impression they were heavily uh, dependent upon some of the tensor processing unit technology behind the scenes there to do a lot of this. This is this is going to take a lot of training to do something like this, uh, and I guess they've been working on this for a while. They even they even said that this is a multi-year. Uh, project they've been working on. This is the first time they they actually demonstrated it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's still going to be a little while before you can really say, you know, okay, Google, can you find me a reservation for next Thursday at a Thai or Japanese restaurant in one of these neighborhoods and let me know what your options are. But but this is a, a step toward that where it can do that research, it can make the calls, it can uh, make you possible reservations and then report back and say, okay, I've got these two or three reservations for you and you can choose between them. Um, this demonstration really makes that sound feasible in the, in the near term. Yeah. And they, and they talked about it that way. They actually talked about the specific case that you were just referencing where you say, I want to do this and this, and they have some of the technology that can break those things down, even if they're sort of unrelated. And then of course they've already hooked this into to Google assistant, which is going to be the interface for, for a lot of this technology where you're going to say to the assistant, you know, go get me this, uh, this information or go make this reservation on my behalf. And then it does this in the background and then Google Assistant gets back to you and says, I'm done. Here's your, here's your appointment. So uh, a lot of the, a lot of the foundational technology is in place and now they sort of just got to fill in the gaps and to expand on this. But I think this is all coming and, and from the impressive way they demonstrated this, I don't think it's going to be too long till some of this gets, uh, commercialized. In fact, I think in this particular case for Google Duplex, they talked about rolling some of this out uh, this summer with Google Assistant. That'll be cool to see. Now, since we're on this topic, we should cover the idea of Turing test here real quickly because yeah. I, I'll tell you, listening to that demo, I could have been convinced I was listening to a human. Now, you point out in your article that's not exactly the same as a Turing test, but still it's intriguing. It is. I mean, the, I think the Turing test, when people talk about it, even if you're not in the industry, they sort of know what that means. It's, it's being, not being able to tell if you're talking to a computer or a human how there's specific sort of cases and protocols for the Turing test that people are, there's sort of some controversy about it. But the general idea behind this is, is that, you know, you can have a computer that can pass as a human during a conversation, whether that's you know, a text conversation or like in this case, an audio conversation. And I think one of the impressive things about this is the audio conversation sounds so human-like that it, it just sort of emphasizes the fact that you're, you're sort of getting not just the intelligence, but the actual, you know, sort of uh, human experience of actually talking to somebody else. Uh, um, I, to be honest, Michael, I can't be 100% sure I'm not talking to a computer right now. You've gotten pretty good at this podcast, <laughs> but I, I can't see you. Uh, maybe you and I are getting replaced by this soon. Yeah, well, hopefully Google hasn't uh, gotten the technology to that level yet where they can replace us here. But uh, yeah, uh, certainly impressive technology, and it, it's, it's fascinating to follow the evolution of this going forward. All right, Michael, thanks for another fun conversation. That's what's been going on this week in HPC. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.